It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. We have got the great Professor Alan Dershowitz, of course, who has many, many mega best-selling books. His latest one is Get Trump. And Professor Dershowitz, great to have you here. By the way, before we get uh, on the other stuff, did you hear about the strap hanger? Uh, do you yeah, think he's going to yeah, get in any know, legal issue? I hope not. When I was about 23 years old, I was a student at Yale Law School. I was coming home from visiting my mother. My mother always gave me food, so she gave me a frozen tongue to bring back with me to New Haven. I had the frozen tongue with me on the West End train in those days. Ah, A frozen tongue? Somebody attacked me and tried to steal my briefcase with all my homework in it, and I picked up the tongue, the frozen tongue, and I hit him with it. And he ran away. You probably could have so just showed I it to him. He would have run away. I was going to say, <laughs> just say hey, look what I have. I have a tongue. <laughs> if, he, if he had eaten it, we would have no problem. But uh, So I, I believe strongly in self-defense. Oh, my good. Well, absolutely. By the way, I want to get your take. Professor Alan Dershowitz here on Cats and Cosby. Um, Samuel Alito coming out and saying he has a pretty good idea who the leaker is, of course, of the Dobbs decision, basically saying what was to come. That was huge. And he also said whoever did. Uh, really was responsible because they had assassination attempts against the Supreme Court justices. Your take on all this. That's absolutely right. And um, the person who did the leaking doesn't deserve any protection because he's not a whistleblower. Whistleblowers are supposed to reveal government corruption. This guy or woman, whoever it was, wasn't revealing government corruption, was revealing the works of the Supreme Court in an effort to corruptly change the decision of the Supreme Court. Now, I know Sam Alito. He complimented me to the sky when I recently met him and said, I, want, I was one of the reasons he became a prosecutor. So I'm, I'm, I like him very much. I think the reason he published this thing in the Wall Street Journal, he didn't have to say anything, was because he feels there's not enough being done. And I think he feels that that would jumpstart maybe the chief justice or the marshal's office to get moving on this thing. He should tell the marshal who he suspects. They should then call that person in. There's not enough to arrest him or do anything like that, but there's enough to question him, to maybe submit him to a lie detector test, to make him sign an affidavit, which would turn it into a crime. The Justice Department should be investigating this. They should. They can grant immunity to people and have them testify, uh, and, and if they fail to do so, be held in contempt. There's a lot more that can be done, but I have a hunch there are some people on the Supreme Court that don't want this to be resolved, that don't want the, the, it to be solved because they think it'll create more division. Yeah, they haven't. By the way, they haven't been trying. It, it looks yeah. like they've been. I mean, they said they were going to be aggressive and they haven't. I wonder if the decision was going the other way, how they would have handled it. Yeah. And especially because I think Alito was implying, this is my interpretation, that it was a law clerk for one of the three dissenting justices who didn't approve, as I don't approve, of the overruling of Roe versus Wade. But, you know, I write op-eds about it. I don't go leaking things. Um, and so I think there's a sense, and there are rumors all over the Supreme Court, that it was one of the law clerks for one of the three justices who dissented. And there may be a feeling among some of the justices that disclosing it and having an accounting might cause even more division on the Supreme Court, and they don't want to see that. But that, that's not their prerogative. We, the American public, have the right to know who did that leak. Because it wasn't just a leak. 
It was part of a plan to change a Supreme Court decision through whatever means were necessary, including, I'm not saying the person to leak it had this in mind, but the implication was, if we know that Kavanaugh is the swing justice, and if you bump him off, hey, it's a 4-4 vote. And that's probably what the person was thinking when he was caught in his yard with the weapons. Yeah, scary stuff. Judge Weinberg. Alan, there was a... There's a publication called Above the Law, which I'm sure you know of. And the article said Alito is only saying that because he knows that the person who leaked it was a right winger and Look, not a law. Is that nonsense? Above the law is not only below the law, but it's beneath contempt. Exactly. Uh, it's a horrible, horrible publication. It's scandal mongering. It's hard left. Um, and anytime anybody who's not one of their progressive minions, they go after them. So don't believe a word that uh, uh, below the law or above the law, whatever they call themselves, says. It's pretty disgusting. Uh, and, you know, they have a right to, to lie, and they do it, and they take advantage of their right, left and right, but nobody should take them seriously. Professor, this is Craig Eaton. It just seems like every investigation against the Bidens or, or relating to the Bidens never gets to finalizing. Next, look mm-hmm. at the you, have the, you have the leak. That, that would be detrimental to the Biden administration and the White House, because we know that they had something to do with that or it has to do with the White House. Then you have the Biden investigation in Delaware that's not going anywhere. If this if these were Republican issues, they would get they would have gotten resolved within weeks. But everything mm-hmm. that deals with the White House and Biden, it's, you know, the weaponization of the FBI and, and, and the Justice Department and nothing seems to, to, to get finished. I have a hunch, though, that the meeting, the recent meeting between the Biden legal team and the Justice Department may suggest that there may be some negotiations underway. In my experience, you don't send four lawyers to the Justice Department traveling from wherever they travel to get a status update. You can do that on the phone in two minutes. Uh, When you send four high powered lawyers to meet in the Justice Department, generally it's to have a substantive talk toward resolving this. So it would not shock me if there were to be some kind of a resolution case with a misdemeanor plea or something like that. But I think we have to keep an open mind and see what the evidence is. Well, and also the floodgates are going to open for his finances. That's the other thing, too. It'll be interesting if it doesn't get settled. Yeah. And and the civil case as well. You know, obviously that's going on. You know, it's so interesting because we're seeing parallels between Donald Trump and Hunter Biden with the big difference that Donald Trump gets indicted. Donald Trump gets sued. Um, I think the judges made some terrible rulings in the civil case. The judge is a very good judge, but he's made some terrible rulings, allowing, you know, 35 year old allegations of groping on an airplane by a different woman uh, to come in uh, just, you know, New York law is very permissive on that, but even New York law has a limit to what can come in and what's relevant, allowing the tape to come in about what he had said years, years earlier. Yeah, the Access uh, Hollywood tape, yep. Yeah, giving him permission. I mean, it doesn't prove anything because what he said in the tape is women love celebrity. It's a terrible thing to say, but he said they give me permission to do it. How is that relevant to... Alan, it's, it's Tony Carbonetti. Yeah. I'm the last guy to defend Trump. I go hot and cold on him, but, you know, some things, I give him credit for having the common sense, even though he used a lot corrupt during his campaign, when the time came, he didn't go prosecute Hillary Clinton. He knew that's not what you do, okay? The Democrats haven't figured that out. 
And by going after him on these petty things, I think they're just making him stronger. Look, he's going to undoubtedly win the nomination if his health survives. And then the question is, where do middle voters go? Where do voters uh, who are neither zealot leftists or rightists uh, or not MAGA people, who wins the middle? And what I think many American politicians fail to understand, many Israeli politicians also fail to understand that, our countries are centrist countries. We don't like the extremists on either side, mm-hmm. we don't vote exactly. for them. If you look at elections, people who have center conservatism or center liberalism, they tend to win. And I would hope, I'm a Democrat, that the Democrats would understand that. Look what happened recently in Borough Park, where I grew up. The city councilor from Borough Park refused to vote for a resolution condemning anti-Semitism. I know, that was shocking. Shocking. She's a Muslim woman, and Borough Park now, the district, includes many Muslims. And what she said was so anti-Semitic. She said, they, they don't support us. They. You know, whenever you use the word they to describe an ethnic group, you know you're involved in bigotry. Absolutely. Professor Dershowitz, yeah, I want to make sure we get to Judge Weinberg. Weinberg, uh, Alan. The case is going before the Supreme Court that's challenging the uh, continued viability of the Chevron Doctrine, which is deference by the federal courts to administrative agency determinations on interpretation of law. Could you comment on that? Keep it simple. It's a big case. This is not a professional audience. Keep keep Uh, it simple. uh, Speak for yourself. I'm kind of professional, John. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's very hard. This is an issue that conservatives have been pushing for for a long time, and that is that the Constitution gives the legislature the power to make legislation. It doesn't give it to the executive to make it through administrative agencies, and I think eventually that will prevail. And the legislative function will be strengthened and the executive power to make rules instead of just enforcing rules will be weakened. And that's probably the right direction in which. In other words, a, a, a civilian being appointed to the EPA cannot make big changes to the laws. It has to be the legislature. That's right. And, and we're seeing that. We saw that with the, with um, the vaccine decision. We've seen it. With a number of decisions, the trend is clearly away from, you know, what Franklin Delano Roosevelt introduced to our government, the New Deal, the the alphabets, all the administrative agencies, the FEC, the C, you know, and they 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 have become a second legislature and there are now limits. Thank on you, that. Professor. Thank you so much. Uh, and always we'll talk to you again real soon. Now.